the end zone, and it is caught. Adolf here. Chubb. Down inside. The silent count. He bails out of the pocket there. And oh, Josh Hallers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the JWB Dynasty Digest, where we give you a consumable dynasty perspective. I'm Wyatt. He's Skyler. And today we are joined by our very special guest. He is the fantasy prodigy himself. You can find him on Twitter at T-Y-F-M-N-F-L. He's the host of the Young Mind Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Hutch. Hutch, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm super happy to be here. I'm glad you didn't mess up the Twitter handle. I know a lot of people do that. <laughs> but yeah, man, super excited to be here. Super excited to talk some Bengals receivers. This is going to be a good time. I don't know if you could tell, but I definitely like took my time trying to say it yeah. just to make yeah, sure I, like, I didn't mess it up. Of people, sometimes they try to go fast and it's just really bad. Yeah, sometimes. I, it, it, it just rolls it off like the tongue for bad. me since I made it up. So yeah, it, right. Super awesome. Yeah, but as you mentioned, we're going to be talking some Bengals receivers. But before we get to the Bengals receivers, we like to do a little would you rather personalized right. for our guest. So for you, Hutch. Yes. I'm ready. Fan of the office. Fan of the Eagles. Yes. Would okay. you rather spend a day with your favorite Eagles player watching the office or with your favorite actor or actress from the office at an Eagles game? Okay. So... <laughs> Oh man. Well, that, that's a really good question. Um, you know, spending time with an actor in an Eagles game would be pretty cool. And I am a big fan of Steve Carell. I'm a really big fan of Steve Carell. I don't know if he's into sports, but to <laughs> hang out with him at a football game would be pretty awesome. I think I'm going to take Steve Carell. At the I think football. that's a good choice. I think that's a pretty good choice. I think that would probably be like the overall. John Krasinski is also up there. I love John Krasinski. He's, yeah. he's, he's a Patriots but, fan though. So. Yeah, he. Yeah, is. you got to take him to a Patriots so, yeah. game. Yeah, I can't. I can't, <laughs> can't let John Krasinski come into an Eagles game. But yeah, <laughs> he might get beat up because of all the Eagles fans hating him. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so we're actually going to let you start this one off with some T. Higgins talk. Yeah. All right. So just start here with some T. Higgins, right? So, look, a lot of people are concerned with Chase and that he could take a lot of volume. And I think that's a really stupid reason to be concerned because AJ Green. So I took weeks three through eight, right? Um, three through nine, Joe Burrow was healthy. Nine, he had the nine was the bye week for the Bengals, though. So if weeks three through eight, because T Higgins obviously, as a rookie receiver, took a couple weeks to get adjusted to the offense, just like Justin Jefferson did. All rookie receivers, you know, you most rookie receivers have a couple weeks where you know there's not really involved in the offense at all. So weeks three through eight, this guy was a top 15 receiver in points per game. And that point, and that's in points per game among all 2020 receivers that played at least six games. Because I wanted to be fair, because T. Higgins only played six games in this time frame. So among receivers that played six games, he was the top 15 guy, right? And during that time, AJ Green was on a 17 game pace for 116 targets. So, do we expect Jamar Chase to see that many targets? Right around there, I would say that's a fair number to guess. Right around that many targets in the offense. So if he's just left like it was last year with Joe Burrow coming back healthy with Jamar Chase seeing that many targets, he's a top 15 receiver and he's being drafted outside the top 24 in most drafts in like the fifth, sixth round. I've been scooping up that value all day. I, I love T Higgins and he's making some 
monster plays in camp. He's making some absolute big plays. He's a 6'4", 216-pound receiver. He is an alpha. I believe right now he's a better talent than Jamar Chase. I, I absolutely love T. Higgins. I think this is a guy you really need to scope up in your drafts as your wide receiver two or even a flex option. You can get him pretty late. I love T. Higgins. This is a guy you got to be targeting. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of T. Higgins myself. You know, in Dynasty, I still have Jamar Chase, you know, higher than him ranking wise, but I don't want people to forget about T. Higgins. Like, T. Higgins had a great he's rookie 22, season. And he's also 22. Like, great, great athletic profile. Up. T. Higgins Skyler, set up here. What do you think about T. Higgins? Um, well, he's not going as late for, you know, in your Dynasty drafts that people are having now. In your oh, yeah, Dynasty drafts. Yeah, sorry. Startups, he's, he's kicking off at like, uh, he's coming off the board at wide receiver 19, which is still probably. Too low. I mean, fourth I, round. I would say that's the fourth. I still you know, think like that's the fourth low. round. It's back of the yeah. fourth, right? So my yeah, usually, only my yeah. only thing here between the two, I have Higgins and Chase back to back in my rankings. Um, mm-hmm. Different styles of players. It's really what you're looking for there. But with Higgins, I mean, Chase is gone all the way up to wide receiver ten in ADP in recent drafts, which is just it's ridiculous for me to have a rookie wide receiver has not played one snap, jump all the way into the top twelve. I mean, I understand the his prospect level. We haven't seen really since Amari Cooper or Julio Jones, but it's just, it's just wild to me because with Higgins, we saw it. You know, um, he as you said, I mean, he got five to ten targets every single week between week two and week sixteen. Like you want consistency, that's crazy. And as you alluded to earlier with AJ Green, AJ Green was getting force fed the ball at times. It almost felt like early in the season they were really trying okay, there were two straight down. games there were two straight games where he had 10 plus targets yeah. uh, i have his game log right here in weeks um right here week six and seven 11 targets 13 targets yeah so yeah. so, so they were they were trying to get aj green to be back as a part of the offense and it just wasn't clicking whether it was aj greed really decline or the, the quality of target but really you know if your concern is volume for Higgins, you saw right there the path where they can all get the ball. They can all get there. So we haven't even talked about yeah. we haven't even talked about Boyd yet. So for me, uh, what I like about Higgins is the best value of the bunch is where if you if you think him and Chase are even close, Chase is creeping up into the mid third with guys like DK or CeeDee Lamb have already shown NFL production, and you have T Higgins who's also shown that production. who's sliding to the back of the fourth top of the and fifth. he's like the same age too. He's like twenty two years old, and he's proven that he's the guy. He's proven that he's that type of guy. Yeah. He's a young. And he's boy. being drafted. A, he's being drafted a couple rounds later. Yeah, he's got that alpha it, size. You know, he's mm-hmm. got great size adjusted speed scores. He's tough. He's a go get a guy with touchdown upside. He's got everything you want from longevity aspects of a wide receiver. So for dynasty, T. Higgins is is a great target. Yeah, and you're hearing in camp that he's just been tearing it up. You know, really taking oh, yeah. that jump this year. I there's no reason why they both can't have great success in the offense. But, you know, speaking of Jamar Chase, I'm going to roll right into him. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to talk about with Jamar Chase, I mean, we all know how, how great of a prospect he was, right? Like that's everybody's got him up there. Everybody liked Jamar Chase. He's this great prospect, maybe the best prospect we've seen since Julio Jones. We've all heard it before, but right now he's having a tough time adjusting to the NFL, right? He hasn't played football in a while. He's dealing with some drops. He's having some troubles. What I want to say is, if you aren't the Jamar Chase owner in your league, maybe see how that owner's doing with Jamar Chase. Maybe they're starting to you know, lose some faith in Jamar Chase. You should be checking on the price for Chase right now because if he's going to dip, it's right now and leading into the season while he's trying to get acclimated. You know, I expect Jamar Chase to start slow. 
I think we all should, right? He's been off for a while. He yep. should have these kind of troubles. But there are people out there who aren't ready for that conversation. And they expected Chase to come out and light the world on fire. And maybe they're going to be upset. Maybe you can get Jamar Chase on a discount. Like you were saying, his ADP right now is pretty high. So people might have their vice grips on him. But I think it's worth checking in on him. See what the price is. Maybe you can get him for, for a good price for yourself. Hutch, how do you think about, uh, or what do you think about Jamar Chase? Uh, I don't like him at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not because of the struggles right now. I just think he's, I really, truly believe that he's a one-trick pony. I really believe the deep ball is all he has. He does have some speed. He does have some separation ability, but he's struggling with separation a lot right now. And I just don't really... I don't really get like greatest prospect of all time because I feel like all he did, a lot of what he did last year was deep ball. And when he ran those blocking jobs, when he did those shorter routes, he ran those half effort. Like you watch a lot of film with him. He runs those with half effort. All He's the annoying kid that all he wants to do is go deep. That's all he wants to do. <laughs> and I feel like for fantasy, that's not really going to like just make that wide receiver 1080p in dynasty. I really don't. And I really don't understand why he's going over T Higgins. That just makes no sense to me. Let's bring in the heat. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I get a lot of heat for this one. I get a lot of heat for this one, but I just, I will have zero share Jamar Chase in redraft and dynasty. But fair enough. Skyler, what do you think about Jamar Chase? Um, yeah, I'm not going to touch that the take there. I'm not going to pretend. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend I'm a scout. But my, I mean, my biggest issue at this point in time <laughs> is just taking a guy who slide into past even the half point in some rookie draft superflex in, uh, you know, the 107, 108 in some of my drafts. I have a problem conceptualizing somebody who I could, I've gotten in those spots in existing leagues, taking them in the third round of my startups. You know, like we talk about, we like to see players who take an ADP jump year to year. You know, reason we love a guy like Jerry Judy coming into this year as a fifth or sixth round pick is we're like, listen, he has, he shows certain signs of things. He's boom, fourth, third, fourth round. That's what we liked with CD mm -hmm. or Jefferson last year when you were getting them sixth, seventh round as I'm like, they show something that rookie year, boom, third, fourth round. You know, when you're already taking Jamar Chase this early in his career at that third round price tag where guys like DK Metcalf and, you know, Justin Jefferson a little earlier, CD Lamb, who have already shown something are going, you're basically mm -hmm. betting that they have to hit. Like Jamar Chase has right. to walk out yes. and, and be great. So I just don't love the startup price tag. I do love where you're getting him in your rookie drafts because with all these quarterbacks, him sliding in the back, you know, hit the back of the or mid to back of the first of your rookie drafts. I do love that for what for just the <laughs> prospect you're getting that late. That does not happen. That is not normal. I know last year we had a lot of receivers and running backs that are much better values than in typical years, but that is not normal. Like you, you're right. the, the drafts don't normally go that almost sure fired on paper past the first couple picks. So I do love him there in that situation. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm just not the most confident in, in his, in his startup price there, but Wyatt touched on earlier. The one thing yeah. I am definitely going to keep an eye on my expectation for all rookie receivers usually is check in on them around week seven or eight. Like even last year, guys coming in like T coming in week two, you know, hitting double digits and then really never looking back or Justin Jefferson coming in like week four, like it does not happen. It's like, not normal. Even the best receivers you saw two years ago, we had AJ Brown, DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel who are all fantastic prospects. No, they didn't come on to like week seven on and then they were as consistent as you like. So week eight is really where I go to look. So if Jamar Chase right now mm -hmm. 
His price is ridiculous. I don't know how the heck it climbed to wide receiver 10. If maybe it's camp hype. But coming in, you hear the rumblings of the struggles. There's stuff on social media now with his girlfriend. There's yeah. the early season struggles for rookie wide receivers are always there. So if you want to keep an eye in the first month of the season, and if people are like, oh, maybe he's not this yeah. Amari Cooper, Julio Jones prototype he was built up to be, and you can buy a little bit on that dip, a future first, a second, yeah. toss it and get on in on him, I'm all here for that. I just don't Yeah, just, just check in on him. Just, just check, check in on him. Just Even look, and I love what you guys are saying. Check in on him. I like. I know what I just said is not great for him. I don't like him. But if <laughs> I can get him for a certain price, because he's going to everybody's have got a price. He's going to have the worst start. I think he's going to have the worst start. He's dropping balls right now, and there's temptations that Auden Tate is taking snaps. I know there was like you know only. What is his name? Ole Johnson? Is that what his name was? Ole BC snaps. Johnson from last year. Yeah, Johnson taking snaps from Justin Jeff snaps from Justin Jefferson, and we all know what happened with Justin Jefferson. But I mean, I honestly think Jamar Chase is going to have a really bad start. I think after like the first month or so, I think you might even be able to get him for like a couple second rounders, rookie second. You think that bad, huh? I really think he's going to have an awful. <laughs> I really think he's going to have a bad start. I don't, I don't and know. Known really Jamar Chase hater. Here it is. <laughs> and the last thing, there's one one last comment before we move on. Joe Burrow was one of the, the worst deep passers in the entire league last season. It's true. He was not very he was good. awful. But how much of that was A.J. Green? I'll, that's my counterpoint. I, I think it was a lot. I mean, I personally, like, there was a lot of throws Joe Burrow made where it kind of... I just shook my head. I, I actually agree with you. I didn't think he did, did I, very I well. Burrow, and I think past 20 yards. And that's where Joe and that's where Jamar Chase really makes his work. And if the quarterback's going to struggle in that type of throw, because that's a for all quarterbacks, that's like a lower type of throw. That's a lower accuracy throw. It's like a three pointer compared to a layup. You're not going to make as it's the percentage is not going to be as high. And if you're already struggling there, and it's a deep ball too. Like I just don't like the consistency with Jamar Chase. I don't like. I just don't like the situation at all for Jamar Chase. I know it's going to be a very pass-heavy offense. I know there's going to be a lot of volume to go around. I just don't love the talent from Jamar Chase. I think he's a bit overrated, and I don't like Joe Burrow's deep ball accuracy right now. I, I think it, it's really off. And his wide receiver 1080p in, uh, in Dynasty is crazy. It's crazy. Wide receiver 1080p is crazy. I'll transition on that point, right? So you're talking about how yeah. Joe Burrow didn't do great with the deep ball in year one. Now, what did he do great on? in year one i mean he was according to the football oh Insiders, yeah he love had, this guy he had a uh 21 defense adjusted value over average differential from the slot where he was targeting so it's those middle you know those yeah. mid-range a dot targets are the ones where he really exceeded. he was number one in the nfl in that range over aaron Rodgers. so that's that is where he loves his targets we saw in college 2019 lsu he had 49 percent of his attempts 50 percent of his completions 52 percent of his yards 54 percent of his yards and 60 percent of his touchdowns were all targeted to the slot now who is in cincinnati running those slot routes and the majority of them come for come from tower boy so um he's the forgotten man he's the man left to die so i'm just outlining the things i like about him first it's it's his usage where he comes out of the slot how much he was targeted you know he he saw between weeks one to week 11 while they had burrow he had 8.7 targets a game which was a 21.6 percent target share that's per uh the football guys so uh, the, the, those are those are great numbers and as we were talking earlier with aj green still getting all his targets and then higgins at that time he he did come in so it's not like a, he faded higgins came in so when we saw the passing 
production up, we saw Boyd getting the ball. Um, he's he's cheaper than a guy like Juju Smith. I think he's very similar. I think his situation's very similar. And he's in a passing mm-hmm. offense. Um, if the thing that's best with him is his, his ADP's kind of pushed down from the too many mouths to feed fallacy kind of kind of point that people like to make. And you know, I think he's he's very safe. Um, so for anyone who takes Boyd and take him late, he's coming off the board at wide receiver. 40 right now in dynasty startups and you can get them really for late seconds at some points in the season from trading windows i don't hate it uh i'm not going to criticize anyone who likes someone's roster because really he's probably a guy that's can sit in your wide receiver three or your flex and return return exactly where you're putting them um i just don't have a lot of shares because you know like juju he's probably the worst of his three receivers at this point he's two years older than a guy like juju um, and in 2022 or 2023, he, he can be let go if they don't want to honor his $10 million, uh, the $10 million cap hit they'll have. They could take a dead cap of $2.8 million next year, $1.4 the year after. So they really can mm-hmm. get out if they want to. So the situation long term isn't as clear as the other guys like Higgins and Chase. You know, they're locked in now for at least a few more. So there are some things to like about Boyd. This is some things not to like about Boyd. I generally have not been taking him because when you're taking around wide receiver 40, I'll jump on a couple more upside plays. I'll, I'll dig a little deeper. Um, but yeah. I, again, I have no problem with anyone who takes Boyd at value because he'll, he'll be in your signing lineups at least for this year, probably more often than not. Yeah, you know, I think wide receiver 40 is a fair price for Boyd. He's, he's going to produce, and I don't see why he wouldn't produce – you know, for the next few years, even if on another team, you know, if, if he leaves mm-hmm. the Bengals, I'm guessing he's going to sign a nice contract somewhere because he's someone who can produce and we know that he can. He's only turning 27 this year. He's been around for a while, but still only about to be 27. So he's still got some good years left. Hutch, what do you think about Boyd? I absolutely love Boyd. I absolutely love Boyd. Dynasty is a little more confusing because of what you said. 2022, 2023, he could be let go and move to another team. But as I just said, he can produce on another team. He's a great, talented receiver. He's still only 26 years old. And receivers can play into their 30s, especially like a slot guy. He's not super athletic, so he's not really going to lose much when he gets in those 30s when receivers tend to lose that speed and that athleticism. He's not going to lose much of that because he's more of a slot guy and not super athletic. But what I really loved about Tyler Boyd, like his target share, 8.7 targets per game with Joe Burrow. But in the first eight weeks, his points per game was going to put him on pace for the wide receiver 11. In 2020's points per game for wide receivers, among wide receivers, that played at least eight games. Like he was on pace to to have a great season. He was having a great year, even as the number three pat, even as the number three target, maybe another two because T Higgins wasn't fully in from weeks one through two and so on. He could have been the number two option, but AJ Green was above him in targets. Tyler Boyd was just, he's always involved in the offense and he's always very, very productive. And I think with even Jamar Chase there, as I made the point earlier with T Higgins, AJ Green was on pace for 116 targets. There's still going to be plenty of targets to go around for Tyler Boyd and Z Higgins. Love both of them. Not as much Tyler Boyd for dynasty, but as price wide receiver 40, I'm very willing to take that. Even if he's like a one-year rental. Yeah. Tyler Boyd seems to be like one of those wide receivers who his name's never sexy, but like, he's just going to hang around all the time. He's going to continue to produce like decent numbers. Kind of like a poor man's Robert Woods, like not very sexy pick, but always going to produce numbers. Yeah. I, you know, I, I like him first price. I think he's good on a competing team because, you know, you can plug and play him. No, no problems. And he's really yeah. cheap. It's just like, 100%. you know, where I said in, in open market value, right, where I have him ranked lower, where it doesn't exactly translate to 
his points per game, what he gets you in that spot, because you're probably not moving him for more than a mid to back end second rounder. And the yeah. players going right before him, you're talking, which I also have my ranks are guys like Elijah Moore, Waddle, uh, Terrace Marshall, who all would be going higher in rookie drafts and value you can trade him for, as well as guys last year like your LaVisca's um, or some vets like Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, OBJ. You know, people are taking those spots before they're taken, which is what pushes them back so much. Because if I gave you in a vacuum, this guy or that guy, you're probably going to continue to say the other guy, the other guy, the other guy. And that's what pushes Boyd back in your drafts. Yeah. He'll probably return it in a points per game, what he actually does in your lineup. So it's like, well, then why don't you have him higher? It's just for the reasons I just said. When in a vacuum, yeah, you know, I like, give you all these names, you're you're probably going to be taking the shot on those other players every time. Yeah, he's probably never really going to be the guy who's going to give you, you know, wide receiver one numbers ever really you know like some high wide receiver two weeks maybe some finishes maybe as a wide receiver two maybe it's, it's you know so it's it's hard to use yeah, wide receiver 11 through one weeks one through eight right. it's true it's true but i mean that was on a consistency basis right we're talking points per game overall finishes yes. i mean he did creep in some weeks so it's impressive but not every week he doesn't hit those same ceiling spikes yeah that you know even julio jones or you know uh Galladay or something like these guys could come in and, and give to you right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's just it's hard to see that consistent ceiling as he moves continues to move on to his career you know it's just a, that's why I could just it's just not quite there let's like some of those play, players going around him but mm-hmm. I, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's football talk Hutch before you go is there anything you would like to plug you know like for my show and stuff Right. Yeah. Whatever you yeah. want. Whatever. Anything you're working on. Anything you got going on. Whatever you want to talk about. Floor is yours. All right. Uh, so you guys can follow me on Twitter at tyfmnfl. Uh, you can check out my the Young Fantasy Mind Football podcasts. Pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and then check out my website, theyoungfantasymind.com. You can find my redraft rankings over there. I don't do official dynasty rankings yet. Uh, you can find my redraft rankings over there. You can find the podcast over there, and you can find my articles over there. I have one dropping tomorrow. So, well, actually, this might be when is this released? <laughs> so they'll get it today. So they'll get it today. Yes, Wednesday. Um, but yeah, everything I do is on that website. So if you go there, you can find all my stuff, and you could also find my website link on my Twitter profile. So either my Twitter or my website, you can find everything I do there. Awesome. Well, Hutch, appreciate it. Thank you very much for joining us. It was a pleasure having you. Uh, as for us, you can find all our stuff at jwbfantasyfootball.com. You can find us on Spotify, all the other platforms, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to us on YouTube, everywhere. For Skylar, for me, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.